Listener Production. I love catching up with past guests, especially those that are smashing it and making this crazy world a better place all at the same time. It's a touching episode 551 of the 12-year-old, award-winning, small business, big marketing podcast. Well, I say, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Tim Reed. And welcome back to your weekly dose of Do Good Marketing. And a big welcome to all members of the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook. I'm your host, Timbo Reid. You, infinitely more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful, beautiful business of yours into the empire that it absolutely deserves to be. And that is exactly why this podcast has existed for the past 12 years. As per usual, team, there's marketing G-O-L-D, dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Simon Rowe is a special breed of entrepreneur who first appeared on this show three years ago. Back then, he just left his high-flying corporate job after the sight of an exhausted-looking homeless person inspired him to create Sleep Bus, which is a safe, temporary, overnight accommodation service for people who have nowhere to stay on purpose-built buses. Simon and now his son do everything from sourcing and purchasing old buses to retrofitting them. Each bus has around 20 sleeping pods to seeking sponsorship, to marketing, to driving the buses at night to pick up and accommodate those less fortunate than you and I. This guy really is an angel. Now, I know you listen in for marketing ideas and insights. Well, there's plenty of those as Simon shares how strong branding has saved him more than once, how Rocky Balboa got him through COVID, and why focusing on one thing is best for business. But I'd also love it if you could listen out for ways to support Simon on his mission to give every homeless person in Australia a safe night's sleep, maybe through a donation which you can make at sleepbus.org, or maybe you know people in high places who can write big checks, or at the very least, send Simon a note of encouragement via his Facebook at Sleep Bus Australia. I started off by asking Simon to give us a sense of where Sleep Bus is at in April 2021. Still here, thankfully. So still going. So that's a big tick, I think. Do you uh, say at that the moment? Do you say that jokingly, or you've actually no, think, there were moments no, I, when? Oh, absolutely. There was moments. Uh, I think I gave you a bit of a list of things that were happening prior to this, and one of those things was that thankfully we are still here, and and the brand has, I think, saved us a few times, getting down to sort of last few dollars, literally in the bank account, and then uh, some things happen and get us back here. So, so, so there's two things there. How did you get? so close to having no money in the bank and what role did what I would argue a pretty strong brand you've built very quickly play in in saving you? Oh, well, the reason why I got down to zero is we have a particular model where 100% of public donations go directly to projects. So we don't use it for overheads or wages or anything like that. So that's a great marketing thing from a business logistics <laughs> crazy idea. But it was important. And I think that was part of the brand. And the reason why I think we've had such a good following, I think, is because 
people like the fact that my research when I first started was people don't believe that charities are putting the money where it's supposed to go. There was a lack of trust there. So I thought, well, I can eliminate that by saying, well, all the money's going to go to here and we'll prove it and we'll do content. How do you prove it? I film everything, literally just on an iPhone and do daily posts, weekly posts, that sort of thing, updates on here's where this is bus is up to, here's what the build is up to. Nothing fancy, very rustic and raw and just uh, literally hold up the phone and bang one out and then put it up on online, unedited. And awesome. people love that though. Yeah. They, I've tried doing polished, more edited Videos and they never go as well. So, Close to mate. well, people think it's manufactured. People, exactly, it's a yeah. setup. He's scripted it. He's saying what we want to hear. Whereas, you know, I would say this to you: whether a charity listening or a, a business owner listening, the, that rawness is. is well, so I have much my ums and ahs in there and all those sorts of things, <laughs> and I, and I and I have fun with it as well. It's it, sleep bus was always my personality is I'm not a overly serious person. I like to have fun. I'm very positive. And so I wanted that to be what Sleep Bus was about as well. So all of our posts, we don't use what we call guilt marketing. So we found, again, in my research before I started Sleep Bus was a lot of organizations use what I call guilt marketing, which is, I guess, in the homeless sector, it's the Smith Smith family, the old guy on the park bench. Yeah. You know, give to this person. This is outrageous or a, a small child or something like that. And I get from a marketing perspective, gold, but f- for me, I can't do it. It's yep. just not in, it's not who I am. So we don't do any of that. We don't show guests using our service. We don't share guest stories. Ours is all about just positive things, action, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we track the builds. The The sleep bus is very much about me as well and my journey and I, I'm the face. And that was another thing that we sort of identified early on that faceless organisations so we decided to give this one a face oh, and it just mate, had to be it. me yep. and that'll change over time. But at this stage, Why? it's following. Well, I, I think, I don't know, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think Mr. my role will change Mr. Humble. as well. I think my role will change as well. I think, I mean, I've got to get to the point and I think we'll get to it uh, at some stage, but I've got to get to a point where I'm not, I've, I've got to work on the business again. Yeah, I'm too okay. much into it still, and mm. um, so I need to sort of figure out a way to free that up. What, and what's your staffing again? When we when we last, you're spoke. looking at him. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. We've got. I know you've got people got, down at the. the yard we've got my son and, as well. So Harrison's down there at the moment working away. Uh, I've literally just come here from working on a bus this morning, and so it's just you and I'll Harrison to, working on the buses. Yeah, that's it. So, right. And that was very much at the. St- <laughs> it was funny at the start of COVID or just before, so February. 2020, I'd hired two guys. I thought I've got a, two bus builds I've got to do for Queanbeyan and Canberra. Mm-hmm. And so I need some more help. And so we luckily got our funding in before COVID had hit, which was good. And then COVID hit, these guys were catching public transport, weren't comfortable catching public transport. So I lost those two guys. So it was literally just Harrison and I because we lived together. So we'd literally just drive in through a checkpoint every day, come to work built buses for 12 or just over 12 months, just the two of us. So, but that was good because we, we were able to keep going. And, and uh, I think that's why, you know, semi-serious, we are grateful that we're still here. We did have some funding in place just prior to COVID hitting. We could keep working just the two of us and, and managed to sort of focus on that. And, mm-hmm. and it was good for us as well because we had something to focus on. Other people weren't so lucky, yeah, so we're totally. grateful, grateful for that as well. Well, I've got Guy Grossi, the famous uh, restaurateur, coming in this afternoon. He had right. to close one of his restaurants. Yeah, I've heard some stories, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah I mean, look, yeah, we, we're very lucky. And we are also lucky enough as a family that we, we live in a regional area and we have a bit of land and so... Yeah, right. 
We, we're here to talk. I'm interested in, dare I use the word, the business of Sleep Bus and how, what role marketing's it's played. Important. In get, it is important. And what role marketing's played in getting you to where you are today. But I am interested, Simon, in your journey. So when I first met you, you just left a corporate job. You know, I'm not going to go over the, the people could listen to our first episode. Suffice to say that, you know, you stepped over a homeless person in St Kilda, like we we all have. You look them in the eye, they are exhausted. You've gone home, told your sons about, you know, this is terrible. I, I should, we should do something about it. They've asked you to, they said, well, why don't you? They challenged me. They ch- yep. You got off your ass and you've done it and here you are today. I'm interested in how have you changed as a person? I think you look different. I can see a sense of purpose Really, clear. I've lost weight as well so, <laughs> since last time. I was going to say that. <laughs> you know, you've got the hair bun going. You've completely lost the corporate thing. Yeah, even are got you, the work boots on today. Well, so, you'd expect yeah, that. You're going to be serious. Say, I mean, yeah. these studios are dangerous places. <laughs> yeah, but how have you changed as a person? I'm enjoying myself more. Absolutely. Loving life. Yeah, I am. I I got sick of the corporate world where I would go in to different corporations doing the same things because they're making the same stupid mistakes, fixing those mistakes, helping them be more profitable, and then six to 12 months later be asked to come back because they're stuffed that up again. <laughs> like it just – and it literally over and over again, year yeah. after year, yeah. and you'd, you're having the same conversations and you just think yeah, to yourself at some well stage – Getting paid well to do it. Getting paid well, yeah, missed that. But, um, <laughs> but, it, but it definitely – that was the thing. It was just – and then I guess being challenged by my sons and then looking into – what's happening in the world. And we'd always, you know, with my boys growing up, we'd always done things around that they've got a comfortable life, but it was always important to make sure that they had balance and they knew, you know, I guess how the other half lived and and how well you do have it. So we, we used to do certain trips based on those sorts of things mm-hmm. so that they could see. But this has been really good for them as young men. They're twin 21-year-old boys now, so growing up, but they've been a part of Sleep Bus for the last sort of five years. Mm-hmm. And so to see them grow as men and see the balance as well and the change in them has been good. So it's not just me, but um, yeah. You bounce out of bed every day? Absolutely, yeah. No, we're up at 6.30 and we're at, we're at the buses at 7. So yeah. And what time do you finish? Because you work on the buses, then the buses are going to go out to look for their, what do you call it, guests, clients? Guests, yeah, guests. guests yeah, so guests. So, so you're not doing, um, you're not doing bus that, service. are you? Um, yeah, so I'm doing that at the moment as well. But so with COVID, we uh, had to shut down service. So we had one bus running, um, so we had to shut down our service. And then we were pulling that bus off the road anyway because that was our original prototype bus and I'd changed the design. So we wanted to improve things based on the learnings that we'd had. So I literally ripped it apart and started again and it made those improvements and we brought the running costs down. We were able to bring the build cost down and the speed and all those sorts of things. So it was a it was a good process. Each bus is just 100 grand. 100 grand. 20 to buy, the 60 budget. to do up, 20 to... He's paying attention. Road. He's been paying attention. So I do my great. homework. No, no, that's don't worry about it. It's the only thing I do. So that's the same premise. But what we've done now is we've been able to fit more in. So we used to have diesel generators in the bus, which I hated because they were noisy, smelly, vibrating. Yes. Now, because of the efficiency we've been able to make, I can afford a lithium battery system. So it's perfectly silent wow. and oh, it's, an, it's an amazing system. So As, as we talk, I don't want to save it till the end because not everyone gets to the end of a podcast. Sadly, if things come to mind that you need, speak up. I'm just going oh, to sure. encourage, all right? So right now, is yep. there anything that you'd like to ask of listeners? They may know, someone may know someone, someone may have a bloody Oh, we'll, we'll come to things, but no, uh, the, the, I mean, I'm, I don't know whether it's the brand or what it is, but we've been very lucky that I don't ask for things too often. Right? I'm not one that likes to have his hand out. I understand that I have to I was at say, the moment. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it's not, it doesn't sit comfortable with me, right. uh, and I want to change that, and we'll probably get to that at some stage. Now, uh, well, we can get to that. Well, let's well, not wait. So, yeah, all right. So, what, what do you? So, what would you love if, if if someone could ring in? They can't because it's a bloody well, podcast. But if they could ring in right now, from and say, day one, from day one, I always had it penciled in that 
by, well, it was supposed to be 2020. So by 2020, we needed to become self-sufficient, which meant I could continue on and build buses and put them and run the services and run Sleep Bus HQ, the head office and all that sort of things, um, without any donations and we could support ourselves. So we call it our um, support exit strategy. Mm -hmm. So that was always top of mind. So yes, we're going to need to take some funding for now, have our hand out, do a bit of the tin rattling and that sort of thing, but we've got to get to a point where that's just a bonus. That's not the be all and end all. Mm -hmm. Because I, So what many, do you need? What's the ask there? Oh, well, we're, we're trying to raise 200000 at the moment. So 200000 will get our support exit strategy underway, which is what we call the Sleep Bus Dreamliner. Ah. So it's our version of a charity home lottery but we're going to build, obviously it has to fit with our brand. And so we're going to build a luxury motorhome. Is that something we can do in-house? Awesome. So we're going to build a luxury home motorhome with some sleep bus sort of uh, finesse and a few little sleep pods and all and sorts of things. And it off. And then raffle it off. Raffle it off. So we'll do a raffle, so 10,000 like 10, tickets. This is like Boys Town or whatever it's that called. That sort of thing. So And then that'll raise us a million dollars. Brilliant. And then we can roll that over. If successful, we can roll that over and take another 200000 out, build another Dreamliner for the next right. year, and we've got 800000 plus okay. to, to build more buses, but also look at other so avenues need, to bring our own income. You need dough right now. You need sure. two hundred grand to build a Dreamliner that you can raffle off however many tickets. 10,000 tickets. And, and yep. make a million dollars. Awesome. All and right. then we'll never have to have a handout again. Okay, so sleepbus.org is the website where it's very easy to make donations. You've got a great website. You've got it a great is. online All presence. emails it's come so to me because I'm the only guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Tell me, um, you're a changed person. Is there a story that you can share that comes to mind over the last couple of years that just melts your heart or confirms? I, you'd have confirmed every night. Yeah, yeah. Why you? Do I can what give a real do. recent one. Actually, uh, we, we just recently launched a service in Queanbeyan, just over the border from Canberra. And it was a community fundraised project. So the community noticed that they needed something. They couldn't afford to build a bricks and mortar shelter. So they raised the funds uh, within two months, I think $100,000. They also found me a sponsor as well. So the whole service was covered. And this was before COVID hit. So I'd spent the year building their bus and then was a joy to launch it in March, uh, just gone. And got there. We did private tours with all the sort of sponsors and supporters and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, all the politicians came over as well, wanted to get their selfies and those sorts of things. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. So, no, no, no. It's important. Uh, <laughs> it's very it's important. important. Especially in Queanbeyan. And I'm launching a, a sleep bus in Canberra in June. So, hello to all you politicians. Yes, we yes. love you. Thanks for the support. So, yeah, so I did all that. And then I think uh, it might have been our second night of service. We launched the service. It always takes a little time to build up trust. And they'd never seen anything like this before as well. So, mm -hmm. it's a, an unusual thing. So it usually takes a couple of months to get sort of get going. But the second night we had uh, three young people, so barely 20, all three of them. So it was boyfriend, girlfriend, and a mate sleeping in a Hyundai XL. Uh, the boys would sleep in the passenger seat and driver's seat laid back and the girl slept in the boot. Mm. And they'd been doing this for 18 months. And she was quite unwell, uh, really bad cough. She had some other issues as well. And they stayed the night on the bus and... Just to hear, so we have little walkie talkies that they can speak to us if they need anything. They figured out that they could speak to each other as well. So they started talking to each other. And just to hear them, it was, I, I describe it as uh, kids going to their first school camp. It right. was just, they were just happy. And they were mucking around in the pods and they were watching TV. And one lad, he had a box set of Dexter DVDs. That didn't scare me at all. <laughs> uh, so he, he had a little tiny DVD player. And I said, oh, mate, the TV's in the pod. Have DVD players, you know, have at it. Big screen, go for it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, awesome. We wake them up in the morning at about 7.15 and then uh, start to get them out. 
And the guy and the girl that had slept in the pod, they had a great night. She said it was the best sleep she'd had in years and, and it was amazing. And then I opened up uh, the pod with the young mate with the Dexter DVDs <laughs> and he looked worse than when I put him in. <laughs> he just got binging. And he goes, yeah, he goes, oh, I watched the whole season. It was amazing. Oh, it's beautiful, but mate. if that's what you want to do and that's what you feel comfortable doing, that to me is then all worth it. And, and there's this tricky sort of thing where people say, oh, the bus wasn't full though. It only had sort of three people on it that night. But does that matter? No. Like, those three people are... We're wrapped, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and had a great. It, it might be a turning point for them. We just don't know, but we just focus on turning up each night and being the option. Yeah, and whether we're full or we're empty or or whatever. So, that's, so, so be it. So tell me, okay, so those three people that awesome night's sleep after eighteen months of sleeping, you know, I wouldn't talk. Mm. <laughs> Whew, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, they then go back on the on the street. So what role sleep bus played? They've given a good night's sleep. Yep, and you know, they're going to have a good day ahead and they're going to have a story to tell. They can't keep coming back every night because that's not the premise of sleep bus. You want them to give them a good night's sleep so they can think clearly to get a job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they, I mean, they can come back every night if we've got a bed for them. But yes, the premise is sleep bus was designed to be temporary. It's temporary in everything that we do. So it comes in of a night time at eight o'clock at night and leaves at eight I, in the morning. I guess morning. my question is, you, you just let them back out. So, yeah. So, on the on the TVs, they have a services channel. Yes. So, there's a loop of ads of all the services available to them within a two-kilometer radius, but you can't force anybody to go and get help. So, the idea of Sleep Bus was, yes, there's all these amazing organizations around that provide those long-term things, and we don't pretend that that's our shtick, yeah, right. and we know what we're doing. You are there I to focus safe, on safe sleep. Safe sleep. And what happens from there? So there, other agencies will either send people to us if they can't find somewhere and then they'll, you know, they'll help them. But you can't, it's the old thing, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. So our thing is to show up, make sure that they know where they can go and that's what the services channel for. The yeah. caretakers that are on board know what those slides are and where those places are. So if you want to have a chat and even our volunteers they're amazing. They'll stand and have a chat to people before yeah. they get into their pods and let them know that, you know, there's this place and that place and you can get food here. And and we have, like at our Queanbeyan service, the Vinnie's van rocks up, the soup van at seven o'clock so you can get something to eat and and get a warm hot coffee or whatever you yep. want and then you can jump on and get a, and and I, get a bed. And I noticed you've got a laundry, so you don't need the boys past guests, the Orange Sky Laundry boys. You've sort of... Um, yeah, so... You're, orange, cu you're cutting their lunch or uh, what's happening there? No, we don't. No, so we have a laundry only at, at our Melbourne uh, depot. Oh, so I that's I saw for, them on the bus that's for, for No, that's for resetting ours. We have volunteers that come and reset our bus. Uh -huh. So uh, we have a daily spot where we park and the bus gets stripped, so all the beds get stripped and cleaned. Mm -hmm. But at the moment with, with Queanbeyan... Um, I can't reveal the exact organisation. We probably can off air, but mm. um, we we were lucky enough to get a third party that's volunteered to take all our laundry. They're going to make us new sheets, new cook covers, all those sorts of things as well. So mm. we've got enough supply, no, awesome. and they'll do all our laundry, and we just pick it up, clean, folded, ready to go for the next service. So, but the volunteers, amazing. So yeah. one of the things I love and. Going back into marketing just seems ridiculous after that conversation. But one of the things I love, and I think the strength of your brand and the reason you're getting the success that you have is your single-mindedness. Safe night's sleep is what you do. And you don't do anything else. You just do safe night's sleep really, really well. I know you've introduced sleep bus health and we'll come to that, which is an interesting extension. And I get it, whether it takes your eye off the ball or not, we'll have that discussion. But business owners listening to this, that single-minded focus is so important, whether you're writing an ad or whether you're starting a business. It's like, what's that one thing you're really good at and bloody focus on it? Yeah, and, and I've been in business and for many years and the focus thing is good in a couple of ways. I think 
helps you focus on what you're going to do and put your energy towards that. But also, I get pulled from pillar to post from agencies, people, organizations saying, oh, could you do this? Or oh, maybe you could do that. And oh, I love your idea, but you could add this <laughs> yeah, and you could yeah, do yeah. that. And I go, appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. But I just focus on safe sleeps. And you get volunteers as well. Like, I mean, I could show you a dozen emails in, yep. in the last week of volunteers that volunteer for, say, our Queanbeyan service. And they're saying, oh, we've spoken to all the, the people that work and we'd love to like knit beanies yeah. and we'd like to, you know, bring a, like a kettle and do hot coffees right. and lots of stuff. Thank you. Lovely, but we don't we don't yeah. offer any other services because there's so many good services yeah. and we want our guests to go to those services. I don't want to duplicate. We've written in our constitution not to duplicate services that are already out there. Mm-hmm. Let's just focus on our thing. Where where I mean, we're filling a gap in the market if you, you sure like. Are. And then we've got to push our guests. So and also it makes a rod for your back, I think, too, because if I okay, so today a volunteer is bringing cupcakes and and hot coffee and beanies and that sort of thing. And they bring it every day this week. And then next week, that volunteer is not there. Mm-hmm. And so nothing comes. But the guest that's coming to us goes, oh, I won't go to Vinny's van because Sleep Bus has got stuff. Yeah, right. You don't want that. And then that causes, you know, yeah. grief for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just focus on that. And there's plenty of other organizations that will accept your beanies and your cakes and your, right. and your help and, and that sort of thing. So What's been the hardest part so far, Simon, of running <laughs> Sleep Bus? <laughs> um, Which one? Running Sleep Bus? No. <laughs> uh, oh, look... Because I've never been in the charity sector before, there were, there was certainly a learning curve there, even not just with governments and councils and regulations, that sort of stuff, even other charities. Like it's right. a it's a brutal sport. So dog eat dog. It is, is very much because there's only a certain pool of money and yeah. everybody wants it and everybody's purpose is important and that sort of thing. So so that was that was quite a challenging one coming up against some of that when not expecting it, a bit naive, I suppose. And also um, death by round table. Like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. How do you manage that? Because I... I don't go anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I go. What are these round tables we're talking about? Like, government meetings? Yeah, councils and and they'll bring 20 different agencies. Oh, mate. And then they go, you need to get permission from all these agencies and get their sign-off before we'll give you sign-off. And I went to one in the early days and it was a round table that lasted six months and I got nowhere. Stop it. And I just went, not doing it anymore. Are you leaving money on on the table by not... Attending the round table? Oh, well, my experience is councils don't give money anyway. Right. So, no, right. I'm not. Okay. So, I made sure with my legal team that everything we did was legal and we're allowed to do and all those sorts of things. Yep. And we're allowed to park where we're allowed to park. And if there's any hurdles that we need to overcome, then we figure out legal ways to get around those. So, we're, you know, we do all that thing properly, but not always do I get permission from a particular council to go into an area. So now it's changing. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've been around for a little bit longer now and the tide's turning and councils talk to councils and, okay, so it's not as big as risk as what we mm-hmm. thought when it first came out and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, this new thing. And um, so and now they roll out the carpet a bit more. So You yeah. ever got ahead of yourself where you've kind of got a bit cocky and thought, oh, this is this is in the bag, this donation or this sponsor or this volunteer network? Uh, it's and- probably in my MO, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Money is always, uh, I, I don't count the chickens until it's in the bank. Mm. So until it's cleared in the bank, I don't do anything. I don't plan anything until it's in the bank. And that's also why becoming self-sustaining is so important because yeah. I'm a planner. Like I have a I have a strategy that I want to, you know, put out there. But I also have stages of that strategy. So I know I can't move into the next stage until XYZ's been hit mm-hmm. and we know where we're at. But so. I see I see it in your documentation, your website copy, the PowerPoint deck you sent me. It's it's written by a businessman. And you know, I really hope that over the years as you do this, you don't become institutionalized into the charity sector and become one of those people. I'm really I, I'm focused on not 
That, I imagine. I, I see it happening all the time. And do you have someone to tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, mate, you know, you've kind of. <laughs> I've, I, yeah, I've got plenty of mates in business and that <laughs> right. sort of stuff that will, yeah. you know, knock you yeah. down a peg. So awesome. that's pretty good. But in the same thing, you, you get the same people go, Jesus, sleep bus idea is really good. Could you make any money out of this? Like that's one of those holy cow ideas sort of thing. And I get, it's not really what it's for, mate. But yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. But um, yeah, no, look, it's important not to get too involved. Mm. If, you know, the, those stories, and it's one of the reasons why we don't share people's stories is yes. because a couple of things. I was homeless just for a brief period yes. when I was 19 for four months living in my car and I wouldn't want my story shared. I mean, yes, I'm sharing it now, but... <laughs> you shared it on the first episode you know, too, by the way. I so, know, uh, <laughs> But that was my choice. I wouldn't want somebody sharing my story. And, and because those stories now particularly stay online forever. Yeah. My story was shared for a purpose, but, you know, those stories stay on there forever. And if you ever get back on your feet and that story's out there, that's... Uh, anyway, I don't like that. I don't like the guilt marketing. Mm. Um, and I don't like that gloom and doom. I prefer to say, stay positive and, and the things that we are sort of doing in a positive way. But it's important not to get caught up in the, even with the politics of it all, like the red no, tape yeah. and the politics is maddening. And if you go down that rabbit hole, is it just, so and, I, I, I try and stay the business guy. And is it as simple when you confront that politics, that paperwork, these people who are putting up roadblocks, do you literally just in your mind one second revisit go, this is why I'm doing this. This is, you know, to give people a safe night's I had, sleep. I had that very meeting last weekend. So I was up in Queanbeyan somebody from another organisation that was well-respected by politicians yes. uh, come out to have a look at Sleep Bus because basically been giving it some backhanded compliments amongst politicians. And I said, mate, you've never seen it. Come out and have a look. <laughs> like, come out and have a look. But this person had been in the industry for so long. Yeah. Institutionalised. That wouldn't matter what I said. Mm -hmm. Just, oh, never work, you know, new ideas. This is the way it's got to mm -hmm. be done and that sort of thing. And and I get a lot of... What's so, that person's name out of interest? No. <laughs> uh, so again, that's negative and I try not to do that. <laughs> there you so, go. There you go. But I... Brand values. But there's, also, but there's also this, sometimes we get like a, a negative article from another agency. So they've written something mm -hmm. and they'll say, sleep bus is a band-aid measure. It's a waste of money. Uh, affordable housing is the way to go. And then I get, you know, respond. Yeah, right. And... I generally don't respond. Yeah. I'll, I'll respond in private if I'm having a one-on-one -on -one like this, mm -hmm. not with a radio and a microphone. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, my comment is always, my response is always, yes, sleep bus is a band-aid measure. Yes, it is a waste of money. And yeah. yes, affordable housing is the way to go. Yeah. But you haven't done it yet. And yeah. my, my throwback, which always puts them back in their place, I suppose, is, yeah, but what about tonight? That's all I focus on. Well, you, you're a bit like, I was just reading about the uh, founder of Hinge, which is sort of a an online dating app and his Okay, slightly different. Yep. Slightly different. There is yeah. a reason for this digression. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll let you guess. Give you three guesses. <laughs> no, no. no. His, his whole sort of tagline is the dating app you want to delete, right? Yeah, because yeah. the idea is you find your life partner is deleted and Sleep Bus is the charity is I want to close. The charity <laughs> you want to close. Exactly the same thing. And yeah. it's like, there's your tagline. There will be no invoice for that because, you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. But that's kind of where you want to go with it. Tell oh, me. Absolutely. I mean, because I've got my strategy rolled out for sort of one bus to 300 around the country because it's how many, based on the numbers that we know, how many buses we would need to be able to get people off the street and give them that option. But I don't want to get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the best day would be closing the charity down Amazing. because we've got affordable housing. My longer term strategy, because my original strategy was always affordable housing and I tried. Mm -hmm. I tried to do what I called shelter shed and it was converting shipping containers into affordable housing, stacking them on top of each other in places where, say, here in Melbourne was in Docklands underneath the City Link. Yes. Can't build under there. Let's stack some places under there temporarily. Well, there's already sea containers there. But, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that was my theory. But 
the red tape, the government departments trying to get land, trying to get permission. It was just a nightmare. So yeah. I thought, okay, so this is a government thing. Government has to solve this. Mm-hmm. They have to do, yeah. put in the time on this. So what can I do then? So then as I guess as a business person, I went, okay, so what's the root cause? Where are the problems? Where, where's the gap in the market that we have to help? And that was keeping them safe and healthy yes. until they got back on their feet so that when they, the government did get their act together, we've got people that are, are in decent shape to be able to accept that health. That was the, the idea. Let's talk COVID. You said to me the other day, Rocky Balboa got you through COVID. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Ah, uh, so um, Sir Stallone did the Creed movie, so yeah. the the new versions. And uh, when he's training up uh, young Creed, Adonis Creed, he he says, you know, just focus on one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time, and then you keep doing that, and you'll be able to beat this guy who's much better than you are. And that has been my philosophy, I suppose, that I really like that. It's, you know, that's a, a nice Hollywood rounding of yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. but that was always the way I'd always, I'm not a person that stresses. I focus on what I can control. I don't stress about things I can't. It seems counterproductive to me to do that. And I know that's a hard thing, but it's, it's just, it's something about me and my way of going about things that I just, um, I prefer to just focus on the, the things I can control and those sorts of things. And with COVID, that was very much the, okay, so things are shutting down. Our donations literally just stopped on a dime. That was it. No more. Uh, nothing more came in, maybe dribs and drabs here and there, but it was just, you know, everybody was doing it tough. And we made the call that we would not ask for donations during COVID, which is mad. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in me, it's still me as the person said, it's not right. It doesn't feel right asking people out there that are doing it tough who would probably give us their last dollar. Yeah. But is that the right thing? I just, we had money. So you're we, talking we, about people as an individuals or you could, companies, brands, anyway, you know? Anyway, we just literally decided that we had enough money to do our next two buses, which would get us through the year mm-hmm. and let's let's get through that year. Um, by then, hopefully we're, we're seeing some changes in COVID and, and things, will, but we knew we'd be okay for the year. And then we'll come out of it at the other end and focus on positive content. There was so much, you know, COVID, COVID, yeah, and, you yeah. know, people dying and, you know, craziness going yes. on. And so we just, just just keep the build going. Just keep doing those videos. Yep. Just keep pumping them out. Just keep showing progress and just, you know, a man and his son just uh, having That's a right. go, which is a good story in itself. Yes. And, and people really liked that. And it, it was a, just a nice little bump in the day to just go, oh, yeah, well, that sleep bus is still going, so, you know, not no, all is lost. No, <laughs> kind regrets, of thing. No, no regrets around that decision? No, because we've come out of it yeah, even yeah. stronger and and people now that can support have in droves and so, like, um, awesome. we've got made up for it. sleep bus health and, and that sort of thing. So talk so, to me about sleep bus health because that's a complimentary product that you've added to strengthen yeah. the brand. Have yes you, and no. Slightly so, lost focus, or is there a comp- no? I think it's no. I think it was what always it? part of the focus. So, well, Sleep Bus Health is a medical bus. So we we talk about keeping people safe and healthy until they can get back on their feet. So this is the healthy part. So it was always part of the grander scheme. It's something that's not out there at the moment, and people are constantly going to emergency centres and clogging up that system when they probably don't need to. And sometimes it's not for anything other than a scrape. Sometimes it's literally because that's a safe place to hang out which makes it difficult so this for like, you and I to go to a medical centre yes. or to an emergency room because it's filled up then with things that, that don't necessarily, people that don't necessarily need to be there. They're there for reasons because we haven't solved those other issues. So right. I get contacted by doctors and nurses all the time. Can we do some sort of triage? Can we come to the bus and do things? And I don't have the facilities. I don't want to focus on that because I focus on safe sleeps. So the idea of Sleep Bus Health is I'm going to build the infrastructure 
in a bus, which is complementary to the brand, which is still part of our purpose, I suppose, of keeping them safe and healthy because I want them in a good state for yeah. when the affordable housing becomes available yeah. that they can accept it. So if they've got a cut and a scrape or an ingrown toenail, for you and I, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. We can get that sorted oh, out. ingrown toenail, but if, I would cry yeah, that's, like a okay, baby, that's bad. But, yeah. Yeah. but I had a guest present to Sleep Bus in his 50s uh, last weekend and he had, I don't know what it was, but it looked like something was eating his finger from this knuckle down and his nail had been eaten away. He'd gone to an emergency room and they put some cream on it that he told them that he was allergic to. So it made it worse. So now he's not going to go back mm. to an emergency place or a doctor mm. because he doesn't trust them anymore. So that's going to fester. He'll lose his finger. Mm-hmm. If not, get sicker and something else yes. horrible happens. The sleep bus health can stop all that. And mm. and so I'd, I'm not going to run the service per se. I'm going to build the infrastructure that I will organize the driver to make sure that the bus is wherever a sleep bus is and it can come out every night for a week in one area drive up to Canberra and it's do bit, it up there. It's a bit like, uh, dare I draw the analogy, you know that show Embarrassing Bodies? Oh, yeah, yeah, the they, truck. They, yeah, they yeah. I've got truck. this thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, so, but, not, so the idea is that basically in the middle of COVID, we had no spare money and a guy rang me and said, I've got this bus. It's been sitting in a shed for 10 years. It's an ex-Red Cross blood donation bus. Oh, so yeah, it's got all the medical drawers. Yes. It had beds and all that sort of stuff in it. And it was it needs updating. Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, I want four grand for it. I said, mate, I don't have four grand. Right. And he's going, oh, the best I can do is 1500 And my gut just told me I needed to get this bus. So I yeah. spent my own money and I bought it. And I just put it on the lot. And I thought that'll be, you know, it'll sit there. And when we're ready and when time comes. And then we launched the Queen Bean Sleep Bus in March. We got a lot of media. We were on TV. And one of our previous donors before COVID had seen the the thing on TV and then contacted and said, "Oh, what are you up to now? We're you know we've done a ride in some Bitcoin, mm-hmm. so we're doing quite well, and we want to you know nice. support Sleep yeah. Bus again. What are you doing?" So I told them I'm doing a Maruchidor Sleep Bus. I'm doing this. I've got this Sleep Bus Health project that I want to fundraise for, and they're like, "Oh, Sleep Bus Health, you know, how much do you need for that?" And I said, "Well, I need sixty grand to upgrade it, get battery system in there to power it so it can go anywhere." And they're going, "All right, well, we're anti vaxxers and don't believe in doctors, we think it'd be ironic if we sponsored that one. So uh, two hours later, I think I had the 60 grand in their bank Jeez, account. There's not even one Bitcoin today. No, I know. Yeah. So so things like that. Tell just me, happen, I just want yeah. to challenge you. Yeah, just have a, that business discussion if you like. But yep. the, so Sleep Bus Health, it solves absolutely a problem. Like I get it and it's needed. And it's already, you've already proven that. It feels like it's taking your eye off the ball because why wouldn't you have Sleep Bus Food, Sleep Bus Fitness, Sleep Bus Education? They're all needed. And buses is a great way of delivering that. So you might be setting up the infrastructure for it for someone else to run or whatever you're doing with Sleep Bus Health, but it's, it still feels to me like, you know, you've been so strong on a safe night's sleep. Safe, not healthy, not uninfected. No, it's, it's a safe. So, yeah, I just kind of convinced yep. me. So there's a, yeah, okay. So food and health and education, all that sort of stuff, they are readily available things from other institutions. The health side of things, mobile, where you need it, on the street, build trust, isn't available. Right. And it fits with, I guess, providing a safe sleep because if they're not healthy and if they deteriorate, we can't help them. Mm-hmm. So, But also I think, I guess from a business and a, from a marketing strategy as well, it captures another audience for us 
because it's only one Sleep Bus Health. This Sleep Bus Health will drive around all different sorts of places, but it captures another audience. You know that when I get you back in bloody five years' time, there'll be five Sleep Bus Healths. Maybe, but in, you know, different states, state, just yeah, one yeah. and that sort of thing, but there'll be 50 to 100 Sleep Bus. Mm-hmm. So I think the, I, the, the focus not. is still, well, hopefully not, but mm. the focus is still Safe Sleeps. But from a, I guess, a marketing and business perspective, I still need to capture new eyes and those sorts of things, but not get too far away from what we're doing. The beauty of Sleep Bus too is, I guess, every time we launch a Sleep Bus, that's another story in mm-hmm. that community. Yep. Whereas a bricks and mortar, once you get one shot and that's it. And yep. with Sleep Bus, we can keep rolling out and do new things. But are you um, finding it hard to continually get media coverage? Because media coverage is pretty bloody. You know, he shakes his head. <laughs> no, no. And like I said, every time you because because, I mean, because the, a lot of our, ours is community funded. So, it's so lo- you're getting so local coverage. Your local coverage and then that gets picked up by, you know, the local ABC yeah. and then the ABC picks that up and then it spreads it all around. And like we did one for Queanbeyan, the ABC came out, did a great story. They put it on all their other ABC affiliates and that sort of stuff. It got to Perth. I got some calls from mates in Perth going, oh, Simon, ABC is kicking up a stink here. And I said, oh, what's happened? They're going, oh, Sleep Bus is launched in the Canberra suburb of Queanbeyan. Now, Canberra and Queanbeyan are not suburbs. Oh, no. They're border towns and they hate each other. Yeah, and yeah. so Facebook went crazy with that. <laughs> I love it. And I went, yeah, so things yeah. like that. So, and I've got some good contacts now that people are very interested in, you know, when you launch the Pink Sleep Bus or the next service, that sort of stuff. Let, us, let us know. Pink Sleep Bus. You no, that's sleep about bus to go. For w- women and kids. Is there one on the road? No. So we, we built the Melbourne one just, uh, well, I finished that just in March and then COVID hit, restrictions hit. But the Victorian government was fantastic, so it took the pressure off us where they'd put everybody in any rough sleeper got hotel accommodation. And so they're <laughs> just prior to winter now, they're stopping all Stopped that. It, so, yeah. so I'm launching a pink sleep bus in Canberra in June, come back, get that Melbourne bus out there in July in the CBD, and then keep going. But yeah, women and children are just yeah, seeing too many, and if we can do a bus just for them, just to make them feel a bit more comfortable, and that's a volunteer force of females only as well, so mm. just a simple thing to do. You're launching up my way in on the Sunshine Coast in Maroochydore. 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 Another oh. community funded. Yeah. Just, they, they contacted you, said we, we're ready to go. good story in that one the, too. Yeah, so so um, uh, Maroochydore Neighbourhood Centre, Mark from there, he'd been fundraising for quite some time, wanted, uh, he does a lot of things, his, his charity, and accommodation is always a hard one to get. So he... Saw Sleep Bus, how do I, I, I said, if you can help me fundraise, mate, I'll build it, I'll get it up there, I'll find a sponsor, that sort of stuff, and we'll get it running. So he got stuck at about 40000 and I don't start a build until we've got it all. Otherwise, yeah. you just make a rod for yourself. So, so he got stuck at 40000 and he's not a bloke that gets excited. He's just a Queensland country boy. But then he rings me two Wednesdays ago, and he's all excited. He left a message. I didn't get the call. I rang him back, and I'm, Mark, what's wrong? What's happened? I'm thinking the worst. Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, so I get this call uh, from a wealthy guy up here in Queensland. And he goes, I hear you're looking for $100,000 for a sleep bus. And Mark foolishly, which I have whipped him now, said, no, I'm only looking for 60. Stop it. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're going we're gonna to have a chair. Another well, chat. Well, back home yeah. next week if you want me to yeah, yeah, eyeball yeah. Mark. Yeah. And the guy goes, no worries, I'll courier a check. You'll, you'll have 60000 in two hours. And sure enough, two hours, a check was couriered to Mark and wow. they'd raised the, the money. So I've literally just started. We were pulling seats out of that bus this morning so we could get that one started. So What, what happens if... Let's say that happened four times in the next two weeks in in four different parts of Australia, and all of a sudden you've got a hundred grand, four hundred grand in the bank, mm. 
Uh, what a terrible is, problem to have. Ter- well, terrible problem to have. But, but how do you actually get those yep. buses on the road quickly or is it just going to no, be so you and your son have got to do one at a time and it's going to be a two-year project? So it goes back to, I guess, the, the business side of things. So when I was originally looking at sleep bus and how do I build a sleep bus, and obviously I've got better at it now because I've never done it before, but I'm getting better at it now, I went back to, okay, so how would McDonald's build sleep bus? Mm-hmm. How would the cookie cutter system work? And we'd have four buses on the go at any one time at different stages. So one's getting gutted and getting prepped ready for uh, the infrastructure to go in, wall frames, bed frames, all those sorts of things. Then wiring and all the electrical sort of systems would go in and then the final stage would be the finishing off. So mm-hmm. putting beds in, making beds, putting um, sign writing on and those sorts of stuff ready to roll out. So all its final checks. So that would be, you know, if we had a pool of money and hence why I want to do the Dreamliner and get a million bucks yes. so I can put this into place, I would hire, we probably only need four people plus volunteers. So four people managing each stage with a team of volunteers or, eight, you know, three of those could jump over and help, you know, guy one or girl one right. or whatever do that other stage and then you just move on through the stages. So the, the, the strategy is we should be able to build a bus in 12 weeks, completed, rolling, ready for service, but if we get that system going of four buses on the go, we should be able to roll out one every two weeks. Jeez. That's the model. So, But again, it's money and that's why I need to get, I'm living off month-to-month wages at the moment kind oh, yeah. of thing. You know, that drip, drip, yeah, drip, yeah, drip yeah. donations. How do you cope with that? You mean personally? You oh, and- no, no. Oh, wages. No, so I don't take any money from Sleep Bus. Not at the moment. I'd like to. You're um, still living day, off you know, whatever, the bloody whatever, fortunes you made in corporate. <laughs> no, not quite. But uh, <laughs> I did have some some things that COVID killed as well. But I I'm thankfully don't have any debt, so I, I'm lucky enough so that I can survive. So you live frugally and you're busy and you love what you do and yep. you don't need to buy things to distract you because you're 100% focused and that's how at work, so you know you're happy with a that sounds three a little, square meals a day and sounds a little bit too impressive, but no, that's <laughs> but then I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think also, Lambo? but I thought, yeah, I wish. Uh, and I didn't win the 80 million last night, oh, so that means on in Powerball, so that means uh, <laughs> I can't put sleep bus into super drive at the moment, but sleep, yeah, but yeah, we've, we've got a I can I personally can't keep chugging along like this, I need more movement more progress, I think. So that's why now I'm kicking into gear with the Dreamliner. We we tried to start it at the start of 2020 and then just went, no, pull Mm -hmm. the pin on that one. This is not going to work. So um, I think it's a very viable idea. I've, I've, you know, gone through all the legal stuff, the accounting stuff and had it all checked. I think I've got an investment company on the hook for it. So we'll... um, We've sent them a pitch and, and they're pretty keen and they've supported us before in some other things as well. So. Well, mate, this show will support that in any which way possible. Yeah, so no, I appreciate it. Well, selling, when I've got tickets, tickets to sell, yep, I will hit you up. I will up. demand <laughs> every listener buy one. With 100 bucks a ticket, is it? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me, um, let's talk about work-life balance. I'm very interested in, you know, business owner well-being these days. I see far too many sick ones, tired ones. If we're going to work hard, we might as well work hard for a reason and not to, you know. You don't need the, the balance then. No, no, that's right. <laughs> Do you believe in work-life balance? Uh, I th- no. It's uh, next question. <laughs> no, but it's. I think. I, I, yes, I do. It's kind of like I'm not a religious person, right? So uh, this is beginning to a topic now. So I'm not a religious person, but I believe in something, right? And it's the same with work-life balance. I believe in the general concept, but not necessarily what everybody bangs on about that you mm-hmm. must this and that. I think if it's that old adage, and it's been around for a very long time, that if you're doing what you love, it's not a day's work. Yeah, kind of thing. Say that absolutely true. But, but I mean, I know that sounds corny, but I mean, I, I cherish my weekends when I can muck around with you know old cars or or whatever it is that we you know that I want to do. I'm a mm-hmm. bit of a MacGyver and play with all sorts of different things and crazy ideas. And the boys are like, Dad, seriously, what are you doing now? 
I'll, I enjoy that. So, but I love business. Like mm-hmm. I, I love business a lot. So I read a lot of things. I study a lot of things, and Is I like any- to look at different ways to be able to achieve things. And 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 I want to get back into business. And I think if I can use that sort of brain and that skill set that I have to be able to generate money for Sleep Bus, then there's more joy for me, and that gives me more balance. But I mean, I can. I mean, I'd pretty much do this 24-7 anyway. Yeah, I get that. But I... To me, it sounds But like I know when to spend time with family. I know when to stop and go out and have dinner and, and maybe just... Like, for instance, as soon as the Canberra sleep bus is finished, then I've just told Harrison that that's it. You know, for a week, we're done. Good. Before we launch it, we just... We stop. Yep. We're going to do whatever. Go Come and, up to just go and, and have a holiday. We could do that. Uh, but I have a nice place. I, should, I can just sit there in the country <laughs> go, go and stay home. home. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we make sure that we do those sorts of things. And, and I know, I mean, I'm mentally, I'm, I'd like to think I'm a pretty strong guy. So I do have to make sure that people around me are okay too because yes. I could just keep, keep going. going. So, yeah, so you've got to be mindful of what's happening. Are you mindful you. of that? Do you have a little radar yeah. that's going on and just checking in yeah, on we, Harrison? Yeah, we, we call it my spidey senses. Yeah. So my spidey senses yeah, go nice. off and I, just, I feel something that... Um, yeah, like we we I, and it went off. Not to give you another sad story, but we had a lady present to Sleep Bus two weekends ago, and she had a sad story. We never ask for anybody's stories, but if they, obviously they want to talk, we listen, right? So, um, but we never ask what's your situation, why are you here, what's caused this. None of that. This is just come in, grab safe a place. You can come and have a sleep. There's mm-hmm. no judgment. Mm-hmm. Don't care. And yeah, she had this very sad story about. Oh, no, before I get to the story, she finished sleeping on the bus. She had a guy with her and she didn't want to be out on the street and she asked if sleep bus, if she could stay with the bus all day. And I said, oh, unfortunately, that's not what's, you know, head down to one of the other, and I told him one of the other places that she could go to. And then the guy said, no, 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 stay with us. No, no, you'll be right with us all day. And my spidey senses went off and I'm like, mm. something's not right here. Like that just didn't sound right. And so I rang one of the agencies in town that I speak to quite often about different people that are on the street and and they said, oh yeah, we know her and she has bounced around since she was 16. She's now in her late 30s and she bounces around from deadbeat to deadbeat. That's how she survives. And there was a story of her being kept somewhere by a handyman of a hotel and the, the owners didn't know. And, uh, as, and in host- that, as in hostage? Not type. as in hostage, no, but she could stay there for free. Free. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Quite much. Yeah. Uh, and so that was my spidey senses that she was worried about this guy finding her again. Uh, so, but again, I've got to be careful that I don't go down that rabbit hole and get yes. too worried about, I mean, I, I've told her where she can go You've for help. her a safe night's sleep. I've, I've let the agency know about her and yep. that she stayed on the bus last night and that she seems healthy, but, you know, that my, oh, I had some concerns and then I have to leave that. Yeah. And then, and it's the same thing too, when you, whenever you have the service and, and you're full. And you're turning people away. I mean, horrible. But you, you can only focus on mm. the people I've got on the bus and and look after them and make sure they have a good night and, and hope that you can get to the others tomorrow. But if I worry about them as well, you will go nuts. Classic example, Simon. I've asked you about your own well-being. <laughs> You've quickly answered it, then gone back into talking about the business of sleep oh, bus. This is what you do because I'm not uh, worried about me no, and and I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Well, but, I am. Okay, oh, thank well, you. you know, well, I, you know, I care for you and I want you to yeah, yeah. continue doing what you're doing. And um, I am very lucky in that, like, I mean, we, we spoke, I think, before we started mm-hmm. this about last time I was on the show, you know, listeners, you found me a place to our sleep bus hub, we call it, where yes. we build all sleep bus. And I still have that. Amazing. And the landlord doesn't charge me anything. They doesn't charge me for the water or the power. I just have it free and clear and there's never any issues. 
I think it's good for him too because it, you know, it's his way of giving back and it's very yep. easy for him to do. But also it's a heritage list building and people do much with were squatting in it before yep. and now it's being looked after. So all those sorts of things. So that's but like I said to you before, I don't ask for help often. Yeah. Well, I'm a So about I think to. when people ask, but when I do ask, <laughs> I get help like all right. instantly. Well, we're asking combined now, listeners, sleepbus.org. Is where you'll find Simon. It's where you can donate. You can contact him. You can see the developments and all the different buses that he's working on. And you know, you got you want two hundred grand right now to build the Dreamliner. I hope we can do to be that. self sufficient. Yeah. If, if there is anything else that you need, here's your last opportunity. Or you can tell me down the track. I don't know what it is, but just ask. You know, oh, he's finding it hard. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I think the Dreamliner is our goal. Yeah, I want to be self sufficient. Um, let's make that happen. And I think that's a real viable option. What and, I, what, and it can lead the way. I think it can show other organisations that this is what you should be focusing on. You should be focusing on not having your hand out all the time because too many organisations, uh, we might be going over time, but too many organisations no. take government funding, which we don't, but they take government funding and then do that program for that 12 months and then for yeah. whatever reason don't get that funding again. So they just shut the program down, fire all those people. Oh, how is that any benefit? Nonsense. I don't get it. Sleepbus.org, you've been listening to Simon Rowe, the founder and bloody genius behind it. Well done, mate, and thank you for what you do. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, there you go, team. Sleep Bus founder, Simon Rowe. What a complete and total entrepreneurial rock star. Like I said in my intro, please support him in any way you can. A donation, introduction to people in high places, or simply send him a note of support via his Facebook at Sleep Bus Australia. Now, here's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Simon. Attention grabber number one. I love Simon's Dreamliner idea. Brilliant, clever, simple, and I can tell you once tickets go on sale, I will be promoting the bejesus out of them. I expect each and every one of you to buy at least one ticket. Let's like buy the entire lot. What did he say? Was it a thousand tickets? I can't remember now. Is it a hundred thousand? However many it is, let's all buy them. And that means at least one listener of the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast will be driving a Dreamliner around. That'd be pretty cool. Attention grabber number two. I love how determined Simon is in focusing on offering a safe night's sleep and avoids being distracted by all the other possible brand extensions that whilst they're much needed, would weaken what he's truly set out to do with Sleep Bus. Not easy to do to avoid those bright, shiny objects, but strategically smart for the business, I would suggest. And attention grabber number three, do what you love. Could you hear the passion in Simon's voice? I can assure you, I was face-to-face with him in the studio and I could absolutely see it in his eyes. It was amazing. He is just on an absolute mission. He's just one of those guys you love to be around. That's what grabbed my attention. Hit pause and tell me what grabbed your attention by leaving a message on the Small Business Big Marketing Hotline on plus six one for you wonderful overseas listeners, 480-015-150, just like listener Jamie did. Hey, Timbo, it's Jamie here from Real Ideal Health. Uh, just listened to the podcast by Andrew at Ringers Western and... Absolutely feeling refreshed, like you kept saying throughout the podcast, that you can just be a good person and still run a very successful business. I'm going to hold on to that as my business gets up and running. 
been listening to you since early this year when I started to get my business going. So I'm going to trust that this process is going to work for me as well. And love the crypto podcast as well uh, as we have been investing in that side of things. So pretty keen to see where that goes over the next few years. And um, yeah, love your work, love your podcast and we'll be listening as an ongoing thing as my business hopefully takes off over the next few years as well. Thanks, Timbo. Bye. Jamie, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking your head above the trench and leaving a message on the Small Business Big Marketing Hotline and the passion in your voice and the determination I reckon your business will take off in the coming years. Use that language. Say it will. Not if, but when. I love that. Jamie, good on you. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder, everyone else, give us a buzz, 0480-015-150. Don't worry, I won't pick the phone up. You can just leave a message and be sure to leave your business name or website address for a bit of free publicity. Next episode, we catch up with Kate Reed of Loon Croissantry, who in a past life, check this out, was an aerodynamic engineer for the Williams F1 racing team living in London, until she got sick with anorexia when she came back to Melbourne to get well. And once she got well, she started a bakery that was recently awarded the world's best croissant by the New York Times. Now, I know French people go, well, what the New York Times know about, you know, croissants, but hey, I tried one of her croissants after the interview and I've got to tell you, it is something to behold. She imports her butter from Normandy in France. Like she is on a mission and absolutely smashing. It's one of those businesses, I'm going on a bit, well, the interview's next week, but it's actually one of those businesses where she has queues, like 100, 200 metre queues at the front of her two bakeries in Melbourne for people lining up just to buy a croissant. Pretty amazing. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect, over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Leave me a message on the hotline. I'd love to hear from you. If you're loving the show, then you'll find another 550 more episodes on the Listener app. And as been the case for the past 12 years, this podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reed. The music band was written, produced, and sung by Lockie Dolly, who now happens to be the keyboard player for Roger Waters' Pink Floyd, as advised in a most recent episode and all the bits and pieces cobbled together by producer Dave Zlowinski. Until next time, team, thank you so much for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. Listener.